Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but please just call me Rachel. Today's episode is called Meditative Movements with Ellie Peterson. Ellie knows how it feels to be broken by life's challenges. When she was 23 years old, she was divorced and raising three children on her own while making $80 a week as Ellie from the deli. She smoked, weighed 100 pounds, and thought she was fat. Her body wasn't healthy. Her mind was constantly focusing on what other people should change in their lives so she could be happier. And her spiritual being was weighed down with fear, self-pity, anger, and worthlessness. Life was unbearable. She created the meditative movement technique out of her own need for healing, a healing journey that has manifested a life filled with peace, joy, and abundance. Meditative movements is an innovative mind, body, and being practice that integrates physical movements with the breath and spoken core value affirmations. Now in her early 60s, she is living life beyond her wildest dreams. Ellie graduated from the College of St. Catherine in 1992. She teaches individuals how to listen to their mind and body so their lives can be healthier, happier, and more harmonious. A 2016-17 University of Minnesota research study found that her meditative movements reduces anxiety, depression, and fatigue while improving emotional and functional well-being. She is an author, health and wellness columnist, and professional speaker. Ellie spends her winters in Florida and loves being with her six grandchildren and family during the Minnesota summers. Welcome, Ellie. Thank you, Rachel. Glad to be here. Yes, it's great to have you on the podcast. I know I've known you for a while through a spirituality center um, in the cities, and I also did get to experience your meditative movements several years ago, so that was cool. Yeah, it's fun to share and to connect with people. So I'm happy to connect with your listeners. Cool. Yeah, I know when I um, when I met you years ago, I was at a time where I had taught group fitness classes for eight, you know over 18 years, and it was always very hardcore. And so I was in the space of um, kind of slowing down and feeling my own body and becoming present and all of that. And so um, I'm excited to share meditative movements with our listeners today. Great. I am too. So let's elaborate on, on what is meditative movements. Well, it's a new practice that unites your mind, body, and being in a unique way. A lot of people, when they think in terms of yoga, that's a union of mind, body as well, and spirit that has physical postures and poses. And like yoga, meditative movements is about physical movements with the focus also being on what is your self-talk, what kinds of thoughts and emotions do you feel in your body, as well as the mystery as we go through life where um, we have a life force uh, that gives us purpose and helps us to understand meaning and this practice, um, by really being aware of your physical body and taking care of it in a way that supports um, yourself and what you want uh, to accomplish in life, 
as well as really knowing that your thoughts play an integral part as well as your emotions and your ability to be healthy and happy day to day and in the moment. So it's really about being present uh, and seeing all those facets and aligning them so you can experience life uh, as it's meant to be, which I believe is to uh, feel safe and to know that you're supported. So there's a lot to explore uh, in life. And because a lot of us have been given um, messages that may not be true, this is a good technique that allows individuals to explore that on their own. That's cool. I know for me, it was so important when I started tuning into my thinking and my emotions and stuff, because I wasn't raised talking or feeling or thinking about those kinds of things. And to realize that uh, there's healing that can happen. Like we don't have to live a life of feeling irritated or frustrated or overwhelmed that um, you know, there is peace and joy and freedom on the other side of that. Right. And I know, Rachel, you have background to explain about how the brain works, that we have a part of the brain that is meant for survival. Mm-hmm. So maybe you want to share a little bit about that for the listeners just to ground them. Do you feel comfortable doing that? Sure. Yeah. With the the thing with our our bodies and our brains is that we want to keep doing the same thing over and over and over every day. And our our lower brain is its mechanism is to keep us safe and to keep us from changing or doing anything different because we've woken up this morning and what we did yesterday kept us alive. Like our our brain isn't really like thinking about living a more empowered life or going out and making change and um it wants to keep us safe and keep doing, you know, the things that we've uh, created those neural pathways in our brain that we've always done. So if we're, you know, afraid to speak up or those kinds of things have kept us safe and it might take a little bit to shift out of that um, usual conditioning that we are always doing, you know, our usual emotions, our usual reactions and things like that. And um, there's all kinds of techniques and different things out there that can help us to become present to what our reactions are and start choosing a different way of being, start making a different choice or things like that. And, um, you know, shifting out of lower brain physiology and more into a higher brain empowered where we're, we're living um, more confidently and inspired and creative, that all um, is possible for us, that shift that we can make in our brain and our body and in our spiritual being, you know, there's more components. It's, it's our physical energy. Like you mentioned our life force, like how much are we letting that live through us or how much are we constricting it and holding it back and um, you know, keeping our, even our bodies in a rigid position. So like rounded shoulders and things versus being free and open and safe out in the world. I love how you mentioned that um, we can feel like safe in our bodies and trusting life. Um, so I hope that helps a little bit on that, that brain explanation. Um, I would love to hear more about, um, how the technique works. So what is a typical, is it a class or is it a, um, one-on-one session or is it something you teach people to do on their own? There's a variety of options, Rachel. One is for people to 
purchase products where the uh, movements are there. A lot of people like to follow along. I have a DVD that's available. Otherwise, there's a program that uses um, video so you can practice the movements. What they are is physical movements. So that's why it's important to visually um, see the movements. That's why classes are offered as well. Uh, it uses physical movements in different realms. So for example, a person that has a cardio component to their exercise as well as flexibility and balance and then strengthening really is optimizing um, their physiology and their body. And that's important. Mm -hmm. So the technique is adaptable to any of those. It's important. I was a runner for a long time. Okay. And also taught 14 classes a week. And so um, really like different forms of exercise. Cardio is my favorite. For a lot of people, though, we need to stretch our bodies and strengthen them. So finding that balance is important. With all of the different physical movements, each is associated with a core value affirmation. And for those of the listeners that aren't familiar with affirmations, affirmations are statements that we consciously choose to think. Mm -hmm. And the book that changed my life was You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And she was the one that introduced me to affirmations. Oh, cool. I love that book. <laughs> <laughs> because when we become aware that based on how we grew up, based on um, the brain that you talked about, the one that uh, wants us to survive, it has a story that it's uh, telling us in order to make that happen. And when we become aware of our own self-talk, and the research that I've seen says that we have anywhere from 50 to 70,000 thoughts per day, and I've seen that higher, that when we become aware of what we're thinking, then we have that distance and the capacity to have the higher brain, so to speak, uh, witness that. And now you have the power of choice. Now you understand that the thoughts that are going in your head are just that thoughts. And there are repercussions, meaning that when you believe a thought and feel it, then that um, is what your body would experience. So for example, if you have uh, an anxious thought, you would expect to feel anxious somewhere in your physical body. And so the mind the thoughts and the emotions are connected and it's felt in the body. Once you become aware of that, then you can um, make a choice. And the practice uses what's called centering movements. And I will give people, Rachel, the opportunity to practice a few movements so that they can get a sense. Um, but it uses the physical body, being aware of um, where you are, how your body's feeling, and the centering movements are affirming your intrinsicness, meaning that we're all here. So there's an I am movement. I choose. Within every moment, we have the power of choice. I can forgive. I can uh, believe something. And so it's 
affirming that that is who we are and actually to stand in our power, we want to affirm that. Then there's other movements that um, are a little bit more detailed. So if I wake up and I have felt anxious or um, worried about something, I might start my practice with I choose or I am safe and then really understand, oh, how does it feel in my body to be safe? And again, I'm choosing how I want to think. And then let's say the uh, anxiety just keeps on coming. That yes, I know I'm safe in this moment, yet the anxiety is here. Then I can do the I release anxiety movement. Okay. It's important to... Uh, balance and to really understand that if you do feel anxious, which everybody does, it's not so much that you feel anxious, it's that we try to repress that to more often than not, we try to avoid it and go do something else so that we don't feel that this practice is really about honoring that, oh, I've attached on and there's that chemical reaction that I have in my body. And the book, uh, The Stroke of Insight by Jill Bolte Taylor talks about we can attach onto a thought. It's a physical reaction in our body and it takes 90 seconds then for that chemistry to be gone from the body. Let's say mm -hmm. stay with anxious. If you feel anxious longer than that, then you've reattached. And okay. so the practice is meant to, oh, I'm anxious. I can practice the I release anxiety movement. Be with the feeling, how, how it is in your body, knowing that it's not going to be forever. And then you could switch to the I am safe so that you now are really exercising your personal power. You're physically in your body and you're in control of your mind, so to speak. Okay. I see. So is this some, it's not necessarily something you would do within a 30 minute time period, but you could incorporate this um, throughout your day as you feel different things coming up. Is that how it works? Exactly. You can do both. Okay. The practice really is, it's a lot of people have reported that they like to practice the I release anxiety movement. So they, because we can even tests for ourselves, and I think that's important for everyone, is, oh, if I do think about that situation, I do feel anxious, and start to really understand that connection that they have, then they, to physically do the movement, because when you're feeling that anxiety, it, it's nice for your body to be familiar with it. Oh, yes, this is how I can release that anxiety and stay with it. Versus that when you're anxious, then it's your mind would be, because it does go faster. You really want to be grounded and you know what to do. So like you said, people can practice it throughout the day because that's a key. The key really is that if you're feeling that way and don't honor it and shove it down or again, cover it up, it's going to stay with you. And it's important to honor that. So practicing throughout the day and then doing some dedicated time to really ground yourself. And so you understand what different movements you would use in different situations. 
Mm-hmm. So it can be both. Okay, cool. And then, so who who's best suited for this? Is it's, this anyone can do or? It is, and that is the exciting part that based on your physical ability, it's really available to anyone. So it's finding what type of movement you like best and you can incorporate. That's why I do do workshops as well and classes. So individuals that say, I really like my current routine. How can I integrate meditative movements into what I currently do? So yeah, it's um, best suited for people that understand and want to explore how the mind-body works, that they're probably best is that they've seen that, why is it that maybe I'm not successful? That would be an individual that says, it just seems like I have good intentions and yet something else is going on. And I would offer this is a great way to explore that and to like when you say that you're going to spend five minutes um, doing a movement, can you hear yourself talk maybe wanting to pull you away? Because like you said, we want a routine, we want to be safe, and it's going through that little bit of discomfort perhaps because you are doing something different. That's why I think the movements are a great way because that energy can build up and now you do have a way to release it. The research study that was done by the University of Minnesota, it was done in 2016, 2017, with a group of individuals from Pathways. Okay. Have you heard of Pathways? Yeah, I have. It's a kind of a healing center. Correct. Um, yep. Yeah, they're in Minneapolis, and it's a wonderful organization in terms of people with cancer, fibromyalgia, um, arthritis, um, lots of different kind of chronic diseases are able to come to Pathways. Providers like me offer their services for free. So there's classes, massage, uh, different forms of movement. It's a wonderful experience for people that now have something physically wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And the University of Minnesota Students with uh, Dr. Virgil Mathewitz, um, they were OT students in the master's program that took on the project. It was a 12-week study, and okay. it was individuals that signed up from Pathways. So these are all people with chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. What they did, Rachel, was that uh, they took a baseline test, uh, different ones for... Uh, just to say where they were currently at. And then the 12-week program consisted of lecture and them learning the different types of movements. So we started with them learning kind of the 10 basic movements and then um, me sharing other ones with the goal that they would be able to customize the movements to whatever their physical body would do. And I don't know if you'd be surprised, but some people would struggle with saying nice things to themselves. Mm, yeah. So for example, perhaps the I am loved meditative movement would just bring up too much um, resistance, so to speak, that no, that can't be true. I, I, I'm not a lovable person. That, that in and of itself is really valuable information 
Mm-hmm. When someone has that aha for themselves, now they're able again to say, perhaps in my upbringing and what I've experienced, that is what I have believed. And now do I choose that? Do I think that that's a good idea? And so part of the practice as well to help people through that transition is may I. So they may say, may I feel loved? May I be loved? As a way to allow the mind to not resist so much or their physical body. Um, And then again, if you feel, you know, hate or rage, all of the emotions are good. If listeners are like me, they learned, nope, they're not so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's especially anger people um, behave violently when they're feeling angry or rage. And the practice is really about the emotion is fine. They're all good and they're actually indicators. And the question is for each of us is what are we going to do with that? While we want, I would offer to not harm ourselves or others, yet how do we allow that energy to flow because it's there? And there is a book, I don't know if you've read it, Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. No, I haven't read that. Yeah, that's fascinating because if you're, you know, exploring this or really looking at yourself, which I would offer, especially with the new year, gives you that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Is, isn't it interesting? You might have an experience and you think, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Another thing that's kind of similar will say, oh, okay, I'm going to let it go. And then the third thing just shoots you off and all of a sudden you're reacting in a fashion that is harmful. And if you can step back and be compassionate for yourself that I'd offer, if you'd look at it, it was that initial um, aggravation, so to speak, that wasn't honored and it just built on the next so that at some point kind of you are out of control. And the goal is that you're able to be with whatever arises and make choices. Mm-hmm. I know it was really powerful for me as I was tuning more into my emotions and, um, you know, in my relationship with my husband, um, it was to be able to say, I, I'm feeling this way. I know it's not about you, but I'm just, it's coming up for me. And I just, you know, <laughs> and it just like it took all the energetic kind of power away from it. And so then my husband didn't need to react to me. He was able to say, okay, this is hers. And, and uh, it was very, very healing. And I, I just love conversations like this where we can kind of talk about that and know that there's a, there's a way. And isn't it great when you own it for yourself? Although I think for most of us were conditioned. That's why yeah. I like <laughs> what the technique does too, because there's so many uh, similarities with, but we're conditioned to believe that it must be something outside of us that is causing us anger, frustration, and and then I'm justified then in how I address what that is. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I would offer that if you're being, the anger 
you know, if you feel it and then you want to take action that you would feel love in place so that as you do perform those actions, it is with love, not only for yourself, because I believe that we're all connected and we are all one. So if I would choose to harm you, in essence, I'm also harming myself. And how can we, knowing yourself and knowing, oh my, look at what's happened in my past and look at how I respond, look at what's going on that, oh, there's so many other individuals and it's fun, like what you're saying, to connect with other people that, wow, I've had that awakening and I, I get that we're complex and I get that we have these emotions and thoughts and a body and how really do we care for it in a way that is honoring and productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And so now we are going to take a moment for a commercial and we will have more with Ellie Peterson when we return. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back. You are listening to Rev with Rachel. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. Today I am speaking with Ellie Peterson, author, health and wellness columnist, and professional speaker. She is sharing with us about her meditative movements and talking about a study that was done at the University of Minnesota. And Ellie, I would love to hear more about that study and the findings. If you would elaborate on that, let's go there. Sounds good. As I was sharing before that the participants were people with chronic diseases, it was a 12 week program. They learned the various movements, created their own routine, and then we had follow-up. So they had classes for six weeks, and then we had a couple of days that we had off, and I would do some one-hour personal coaching if someone had questions, and then they were to practice at home. And the idea was 30 to 45 minutes, five days a week. And I would recommend for anybody if you're starting out, um, that you would do something that you find enjoyable. What the study found was that the technique reduced anxiety, depression, and fatigue, and then improved emotional and functional well-being. So there was a lot of benefit, um, and it was more so as people worked the program, meaning that In our culture, we want kind of a fast fix, meaning that um, if I'm not feeling quite well, I want to do something quick and have it be gone. Uh, We found that you needed to have the repetition. You needed to really integrate it into your daily routine because um, it does take time. It's taken time to have a thought pattern, to be um, in a certain way, and um, 
hopefully you enjoy the process. And I think that's a key as well. We can think a lot of terms in, well, I'm going to get to the result yet. If you don't like the whole process, you, it's not as fun. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I think it's so powerful when people learn there's a new potential, like, like that happiness really is possible. And it comes from the inside, you know, that um, if we can keep focusing on that and just moving through our day-to-day experience and um, allowing ourselves to feel what comes up. And then I've, I've just found the more that I've let myself feel any icky stuff and without, you know, trying to exercise it away or drink or, you know, stuff like that, the more I, the more I feel everything. So the more I can feel like real joy and like happiness, like bubbling energetically inside of me instead of just like, oh, that was neat. Now I, that was cool. I'm happy for a minute. And then it goes away, you know, (laughs) but to just that, um, there's, it's, it's possible, you know, it is. And it's a practice. It's really a, a lifestyle of um, tuning in and feeling and telling ourselves a new story like you're talking about with the affirmations, with the movements. I would agree. So let's, I would be really um, curious to hear you guide us through one of the movements or talk us about how that works. Can you do that? I would love to. And Yeah, even prior to that, I'd like to do a simple meditation, just so uh, people have an understanding, perhaps, of um, kind of center themselves a a little bit in a different way. Because seated meditation, walking meditation, they're all awesome. And I like to start the practice a little bit with that. So if you can place your body in an aligned position, there's lots of different meditation techniques just like meditative movements is one of many uh, different forms of uh, movement meditation. As you place your body in alignment, I invite you to close your eyes and that helps because our eyesight takes in so much information and by closing them, at least for me, it's easier to go through or go internally. So if you need to keep your eyes open, recommend having them kind of partially open. And then we focus our attention on our breath. Just notice how the breath comes into your body and as it leaves, making no effort to control it, you just wanna observe. Now, if you find that thoughts arise, that's okay. Your job now is to exercise your focus, your attention, and place it back on the breath. Now we'll add some directing. So we're going to direct our breath. So we're going to practice, like you said, because I think the goal is that when you practice then, whether it's meditation, exercise, any of the alternative modalities, you want to be able to take that into your everyday life. And they call it kind of being off the mat. So we're going to practice a little bit because 
as you watched your breath, you probably have a kind of default way of breathing that if any of you have been fortunate enough to see a baby breathe, they belly breathe. So very relaxed when they're not hungry or others, but (laughs) um, think of the baby when it's peaceful. Breathing deep, it's a natural form that a lot of us have learned to chest breathe. And if you actually watch, if you have like anxiety, pay attention to your breath and just notice, are you now breathing from your chest? So it's important, again, to be aware. And that's what we're talking about. And now what we're going to do is practice that deep breathing so that you can exercise that and know that you're capable of bringing yourself to that place. So you're going to inhale and your stomach ought to extend with air. And as you exhale, it ought to go back in. And then if your exhalation is longer than your inhalation, you actually relax more. So I'll count just for people to get a sense of what we're talking about. You'd inhale one, two, extending your stomach, exhaling one, two, three, four. Inhaling one, two, exhaling one, two, three, four. Inhale one, two, exhale one, two, three, four. Because we're all at different levels, you can change that. You can change it to one to two, three to six. But just practice a couple of times and see how deep your breathing can be and how long your exhalation can be. And once you've established your breathing rhythm, you can add a mantra, uh, affirmation. And I'm going to suggest that you use I can. So take a deep breath, inhaling. As you exhale, say to yourself, I can. One more deep breath and slowly opening up the eyes. And I want to talk about what we did. We began the meditation by observing the breath. What you may notice is that your breathing happens automatically for you, so to speak. None of us consciously think, oh, my, (laughs) I need to go. I forgot to breathe. (laughs) Although there's a breath there and that that is the life energy force that we talked about. So life wants you to be here. Then as you practice, perhaps thoughts arose. Did that happen for you, Rachel? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So like the breath, thoughts also arise. And so I would offer, we're witnessing both of those, right? We're witnessing the breath and we're witnessing the thoughts. So that's consciousness. Then what we did is we said, okay, so maybe I've learned some patterns and I do want to be more relaxed. And hopefully you experience that when you practice deep belly breathing, exhalations longer than your inhalation, that you're really allowing the breath to flow deeper into your body. 
And then we added the affirmation and it was, I can. So now you're directing the thoughts. So we observe that, oh, if we be, that we have breath coming, we have thoughts that arise, and we can also, because life wants us to be here, learn new patterns, new things, so that we can be more peaceful and more in alignment. Because the I can was really the first uh, meditative movement that was created. You had shared about uh, my bio, and what I had wanted to do was really quit smoking. And I was definitely addicted to cigarettes, and cigarettes is not only a physical addiction, it's a mental addiction as well, and emotional. And I had tried to quit lots of times, not successful, because I, what a lot of us do, Rachel, is that we may quit an addiction, but just go to another one. So for me, for example, I started gaining five pounds a month. So I was choosing to eat food as a way to alleviate what I was feeling and thinking and not being in tune. And that wasn't what I wanted. I didn't want to go back to smoking. And so I started out slow and I actually live in Minnesota at that time, full time and would walk around Lake Phelan. And I would say, I can. Mm -hmm. And when I said I can, it's I can be present. I, I can um, be here. I can't because I wanted to be a mother. I wanted to enjoy life. And so the I can really transferred to me. Yes, I can and felt my own power. Because then when I go throughout the day, I was more in tune with, oh, there's a thought that says you can't do that. You're not good enough. And it's learning then how to be aware like we were in the meditation and then making a choice. Well, that doesn't help me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and really we only live in the now. Uh, at least that's what the intent is. And yet our minds are very powerful and can take us into the past, the fear of the future and really being present is what the goal is. I love how you speak to all of this, Ellie. You've got a beautiful way and a, a beautiful understanding. Um, and then tying it to the movements is really powerful too. Uh, for me, I've done a lot more walking in the last few years than I ever had before. And I've used affirmations a lot. And I usually just kind of pull up something as I'm walking, like I am um, powerful. I am happy and um, alive in my body. But I love this I can that you're speaking about because I, I think that is so powerful for a lot of people because I think there's so much people think they can't do. And and I, I just think we can do whatever we're called to do, but we let that limit us so often. Right. And that brings up a good point. There's about 140 different movements and exactly what you're saying with walking, that would be a class that I would teach, although the uh, book as well talks about how to become aware of your physical surroundings, like as you walk to appreciate, right? Wow, mm -hmm. this is so cool. And to be outside is a great way to uh, feel that connection. And then another one is to be aware of the breath. And then another one with the thoughts and to really stop then too physically um, if you're down a path that oh the thinking because it is repetitive and that's why the affirmations are repeated as well as a way 
to in this moment, this is how I choose to think. So I'd like to share uh, a movement. There are some free ones on the website. Actually, there's eight yes to life meditative movements that oh, cool. people can practice. So if you're in that upright position, really feel the alignment. And like what you had said earlier, Rachel, that if your shoulders are rounded, then you're stretching your back muscles, your chest muscles are contracted. That makes it hard, especially if you're in that position for a long time. So again, the practice is about awareness in the moment so that you can be more in alignment. So find a position where you feel that. And then we're going to just do the first movement, which is bringing your chin down to your chest, very gentle. The only rule on meditative movements is if there's pain, that's an indication to stop. If your stretching is good, feeling awesome. So bring your chin down to your chest and then bring your head back up. That feels we do it again. So the practice involves understanding physically because our bodies are continually changing. We want to be aware of oh, did I sleep a different way last night? No, my neck is more tight than I expected. So again, it's becoming aware. So continue to nod, bringing your chin down to your chest, nice and easy. And again, no forcing. So if you find you can only go a certain, let's do that now with the goal that you could have complete range of motion. So once that's understood with your body, we'd add the breath. So you take a deep breath going down and that's that belly breathing, exhale coming up, bringing your head back up into alignment. Try it again, inhaling going down, exhaling coming up. And practice to going slow. If you're like me, sometimes it's let's hurry up and just get through it and know it just at least I've found that that attitude makes me move through things without being fully present. So when I do this practice, it's a way to really help me with other behaviors that I notice um, in my life. So one more nod, inhaling, going down, exhaling, coming up. Then we can incorporate the affirmation and I had shared in the meditation to do your own internal I can. With meditative movements, it's recommended that you speak the affirmation out loud. And there's quite a few reasons for that. One is you have your own voice. And I'd offer in class then sometimes, and when I do coaching, I do that as well. People are surprised. They kind of don't listen to their voice. Well, that's how I sound. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so now you're hearing your own voice, which helps you take ownership of what it is that you're doing. And it's a simple yes. And the mind then hopefully can relax. It might go to, well, what am I saying yes to? It's just a simple yes. So let's inhale going down. Exhale coming up and then you add yes. Yes. Try it again. Inhale going down. Exhale, coming up. Yes. yes. Let's do one more. Inhale, going down. 
Exhale, coming up. Yes. yes. And I like to share as you do the yes movement can be your way of saying yes to life. Life wants you to be here. You do have a purpose. You are, I believe, I am working through this. This is actually my 2018 uh, goal. Is it, It's come to my awareness that a lot of my childhood conditioning was that I thought we were here to suffer. And I've become more aware of that. And so when I say yes, it's yes, I can be healthy. Yes, life, I want to be here too. And to allow that energy then to flow through. This is beautiful, Ellie. I love it. I'm looking forward to getting going with it. So tell us more about what, how would we, what would be the next step for myself and the listeners in learning more? (laughs) Yeah. You can go to my website, meditativemovements.com. And there you will find the eight yes to life movements. So it's yes, no, and then I experience. And then uh, it also has the I am, I believe, I trust, I give, and I receive. So I like to do those um, as part of my meditation. And then like you had shared or observed that you can do it any time throughout the day. So if you find that you're saying, no to life, meaning that there's a situation that happens and you really don't like it, and this is how it is. You could say, yes, life, I see it this way. And then it's again, practicing and just noticing how you're showing up. So those are available. And then if you connect with me on Facebook or LinkedIn, that those options, I also have a newsletter you could sign and then other products that are available if you want to explore a little bit deeper um, and have your own practice. And I also offer certificates, meaning that if this is something you'd like to offer many health and wellness professionals or group fitness instructors uh, want to expand their offerings, uh, this is one that you can learn how to do the technique and then share it with others. Ellie, I love this. That's wonderful. I really felt too, as I was doing that exercise and with the yes, I feel more peaceful. And um, I know I'm stepping into some new things on my path. Like my book just came out and I'm feeling this little, you know, I don't think of myself as super anxious anymore, but um, I'm feeling it, you know, like, oh, that next step. And, you know, I got the book to hear. And now, oh, now, now is where things really start. <laughs> and so instead of letting that be overwhelming, but that just that simple, yes. And I could feel the tension in my neck relaxing, you know, a couple bones moved and it was like, oh, that feels better. <laughs> and, you're, and you're right, Rachel, it is one step and to feel that guidance, right? Within yeah. All of it you are taking care of in this moment and to relax into that is an awesome way to go through life. Yeah. It's really nice to flow instead of force. And um, so I just appreciate you being on the podcast and having this conversation. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you, Rachel.
Hey listeners, my new book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You is now on Amazon. So chapter by chapter, this book will help you to free the mind, free the body, free the soul, free you, free others, free our intuition, free our children, and free our godly potential. My hope is that it speaks to your soul and helps you heal and become free from the inside out. And I have an app that will support you on your journey to inner healing and radiance. It is free to download, and you can also subscribe for more features if you want. And that is at www.rachelapp.com. So if you want more information about my favorite tools for transformation and radiance, I'm going to have to add meditation movements to this list. I'm excited to get going on that. Uh, You can go to my website, drrachelw.com, enter your name and email, and I'll send you Rachel's nine happiness and healing essentials. Um, I found some more things that I really love, like meditative movements and a sleep system that I'm really passionate about now. So that uh, is going to need some updating. Anyway, with that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. This is the EWN Podcast Network.